0: This is the season of His grace. This is the season of our breakthrough. This is the season of His power. This is the season where His love shines through at Pentecostal Tabernacle, and broken love. Look at your notes, please. We're answering the question today, why God waits? Why God waits? Would you read the verse with me right there on your notes? It is Isaiah 30 and verse 18. Would you read it with me, please? From the New International Version, uno, dos, tres. Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he will rise up to show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. The Lord, you already hear. We thank you that you're here on your word. Thank you that your word does not return void, but it accomplishes. All that you sent it to do It's like the dew and the rain that descends from heaven. It brings forth the crop and the harvest it was intended to bring that you sent your word not to harm us and to hurt us, but only to heal us. You stand over your word because it's your word. You, you are personally invested in your word. You stand over your word and you hasten to perform it. Thank you that signs and wonders and miracles and healings follow the word right now. And you're not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man that you should repent. But if you said it, you will do it. If you declare it, you will bring it to pass. And that your word, Lord, gets the job done in us this day in Jesus' name. Why God waits. It says in this verse, yet the Lord longs, or as the King James says, yet the Lord will wait. Yet the Lord will wait. Wait for what? To be gracious to you. Tell somebody next to you, he's talking about me. The Lord will be gracious to you. The Lord will give you favor. For the Lord is a God of justice. And blessed are all. Say blessed. Blessed. And blessed are all. Who learn how to wait for him. This is one of my favorite promises in the scriptures because I don't know about you, but I need him to be gracious to me. Uh, I need his favor. I need his favor. Everywhere I go, I need, how many of you need his favor? Now, maybe you think you're enough, but I got a a word from the Lord from you. Imagine imagine what you've accomplished. Just think about what you've accomplished in your own strength. Imagine God's strength on top of that. Wow. If you think you have enough money in the bank, imagine if God speaks to your bank account. Imagine what could be accomplished in the kingdom of God if God would speak to your bank account. Imagine what we could do to advance his kingdom. So don't tell me how much money you have in the account. Unless you're tithing 50%, don't brag. Now, if you're tithing 50%, talk on, brother. Talk on, sis. But unless you're tithing 50%, you better keep praying and believing. Yet the Lord waits to be gracious to you. Therefore, he will rise up to show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. Why did God say this to his people? What is the historical context? What is the backdrop? You will find that in your darkest moment, God will show up and speak the strongest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you need Him the most, He will show up the most. When you are facing a crisis, you will find that your Lord will be very much, He'll be a very much a very present help in the time. How many of you have known God to show up when you needed help in the time of trouble? He can be so close. You almost wonder, where have you been? And in a crisis, the children of Judah experience here this promise, this precious promise that is God's promise for all of us today. That he will be, he's waiting, waiting to be gracious, waiting, longing to be gracious to us, to rise up to show us compassion, to prove that he's a God of justice And we'll be blessed because we had sense enough to wait for him. The reason God speaks this is because there is, look at your notes, there is a problem. There is a plight. There is a predicament. God's people are in trouble. God's people are hard pressed. God's people are looking for answers. God's people are facing huge mountains and God speaks to them on the screen we're going to look at the first 7 verses where God speaks and just don't you know just hear the language don't be offended i'm not calling you obstinate i'm not calling you rebellious i'm not the bible says woe to the obstinate children declares the lord who to those who carry out plans That are not my plans. Forming an alliance or a treaty, but not by my spirit. My spirit didn't lead you to do that. Heaping sin upon sin who go down to Egypt. They ran to Egypt for help because they were being attacked by a mighty army, a mighty nation called Assyria. And so they they sought help from Egypt. But God said, without consulting me, who looked for help to Pharaoh. Looking for Pharaoh's protection to Egypt's shade for refuge. But Pharaoh's protection will only bring you shame. Egypt's shade will bring you disgrace. You thought it was bad before. You ain't seen nothing yet. Though they have officials in Zoan, one, of one of the capitals of Egypt, and their envoys have arrived in Hanes, another capital, everyone will be put to shame. Everyone will be put to shame because of a people useless of them. The Egyptians are useless who bring neither help nor advantage, all they did was take your money. But only shame and disgrace. A prophecy concerning the animals that even, that the animals that are bringing the gold, bringing the silver to Egypt. Through a land of hardship and distress, of lion and lionesses, of adders, snakes, and darting snakes, the envoys carry their riches on donkey's backs to Egypt for help, their treasures on the humps of camels, to that unprofitable nation, to Egypt, whose help is utterly useless. I mean, you're pouring money down a drain. Squandering resources that God has so graciously given you. Therefore, I call Egypt Rahab to do nothing. There is this problem this, that, 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 that God's people are in trouble and they're looking for help in all the wrong places. And God is speaking to them, saying, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I'm waiting because I long, I long to be great. I'm watching you run around like a chicken with your head cut off and I'm just waiting and longing that you will stop and look to me because I won't, the point is not to rebuke you. I just want to love on you. I just want to show you favor. I just want to show you compassion. I'm not here to beat you up. I just want to love on you. I want to show you my grace. Declare my mercy over your life. I want to prove to you I'm a God of justice. My heart is right towards you. I want you to learn the blessing of learning how to wait for me. And then Isaiah 30 in verse one in the in the easy reading version it's, it's on your on your sheet there on your sheet. It says the Lord said, "Look at these children. Listen, they don't obey me." They make plans, but they don't ask me to help them. They make agreements with other nations or institutions, but my spirit does not want those agreements. Let's be honest right now. How many of you have have discovered in retrospect that you made a decision once in your life that you found out later on was not God? Raise your hand. Perhaps we should stop right now and have an altar call for liars. (laughs) So God can move by his spirit some more. (laughs) Some of y'all said. But they, they made agreements. They made alliances. They went into league. They had some kind of yoke with someone, something that That the spirit of God did not want these people listen these people are adding more and more sins to the ones they already have done because when you go another way other than God's way it is called sin for me and for you so there is a problem there is a plight and God speaks to the predicament and he speaks hope and then God explains their position, their posture, where they are. Look at verses 8 through 11 on the screen, 8 to 11. Go now, he tells a prophet, write it on a tablet for them, inscribe it on a scroll that for days to come it may be an everlasting witness. I want them to remember this, this prophecy, for these are rebellious people, deceitful children. He's talking about his children. Children unwilling to listen to the Lord's instruction. They say to the seers, stop seeing visions, don't see anymore. They say to the prophets, I heard a rumor that when Pastor Chandler comes to town, certain people say, I'm staying home today. So Bishop decided not to announce when I'm coming. So some of y'all won't miss your blessing. You know, they talk about my eyes. Maybe I should just do this. Maybe I should just walk around like this. And the Lord will still read your mail. Because I learned how to prophesy in Colombia. My my dearest friends are here from, from Colombia, Miami, but Colombia, and, and I learned how to prophesy in, in Colombia with my eyes closed, because you have to in Colombia. You have to prophesy with your eyes closed, because you know, you're, you're, you're looking down, you're in the pulpit, you have thousand people show up at the altar, and you're looking down, and you better close your eyes, hallelujah, so you can stay in the spirit. I'll, I'll, I'll let you read into that all you need to read into it. But to the pure, all things are pure. So you just close your eyes and the the Lord still reads mail. And you trust him that you will not stumble and fall. He's never failed me yet. He's never failed me. All right, stop. My Kojic brothers, stop. My Kojic Kojic corner over there. Church of God in Christ corner right over there. Are you, what? are, 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 Are you Kojic? Were you raised Koji? I, I, I saw it. I didn't know that. He, he's good, huh? I mean, he's just authentic. He's the real deal. Shut your mouth. All right, so it's great. It's great. I said, he's Koji. I knew it in my, no, I knew it in my nowhere that you were cogent. I said, nobody can do that but Koji folks. <laughs> nobody. It's in the water we drink. It's in the water. Well, you were drinking some other water than I was. You, you're better than me. The <sighs> water, you're not bad yourself. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Thank God for Kojik up in the house. Y'all need some Kojik up in here. Y'all are playing with the dance. Come on, just go get Kojik. <laughs> Lose it. Lose it. Y'all are cute. Like, Hallelujah, Shuffle. What is that? That doesn't bring the glory. let's have some shouting lessons hallelujah so we can bring the glory imagine nigerians learn how to shout like kojic folk lord have mercy oh my god what would happen But they said, tell the prophets, stop seeing visions. They said, don't tell us what's right. Don't tell us. Don't tell us. Tell us pleasant things. When I come to church, I want to be edified. If you want me to come back, Say pleasant things to me. Say pleasant things to me. Prophesy illusions. Lead this way. Get off this path. And stop confronting us with the Holy One of Israel. There is an exposure of the heart, a revelation of the heart, and, and their position towards God, their posture toward God. Notice they are self-interested. They are independent. They are self-made people. They are living the self-life. And God speaks to them. Look, look on your sheet. I've given you Isaiah 30, 10, 11 in the message, the message version because this is a rebel generation a people who lie a people unwilling to listen to anything god tells them they tell their spiritual leaders don't bother us with irrelevancies don't bother us with that stuff that's irrelevant to where we want to live don't tell us don't tell us you preachers don't waste our time on impracticalities we got to live a life we got to make money we got to do well we got to have security don't bother us with these spiritual things Just, just, just calm down we'll try to fit god in the best way we can if we have time. Tell us what makes us feel better. Don't bore us with some obsolete old-time religion. I want to honor right now. I want to honor Mother Green. I want to honor Mother Green. We would not be here, literally. We would not be here without Mom Green. Literally. She produced two mighty men of God. One is Bishop. The other is Kevin Prophet. Prophet Kevin. Kevin the Prophet. She produced two mighty men of God. Two sensitive to the Lord. Lovers of God. We owe her. Can we give her applause? Thank you. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. See, she's somebody who's lived for God for decades. The rest of us are just getting started. Proven commodity. Serve God when it was hard to serve God. Serve God when it wasn't easy to serve God. Serve God when it was inconvenient to serve God. Serve God when nobody else was serving God. It wasn't in vogue. And we're here because of her. Literally. Without her, boys and girls, we're not here. Thank you. For living for the Lord as you have. I love the older saints personally. They're real. I'm not sure about some things now. I'm not not sure. I'm not sure. Too many people sound like these people of God who are saying, tell me pleasant things. Don't you dare get real with me. Don't get in my face. You're not my daddy. I've got a daddy. Don't don't, don't prophesy anymore to me about seeking God. I'm trying to fit him into my world. Trying to fit him in. My life's so busy. But back to back to what we're reading here in the message version. He says, don't bore us with obsolete religion. That stuff means nothing to us. Quit hounding us. Quit hounding us. Quit hounding us, prophet. Quit hounding us with the Holy One of Israel. Stop it. That's enough. I got the message. And there is this pain in God's heart as he speaks to his people. Also in 1 Samuel, on your sheet, 1 Samuel 15, on your sheet there. Then Samuel said, Samuel said to, to uh, King Saul, who was a failure to God because of these reasons which you will hear. Samuel said to Saul, do you think all God wants are sacrifices? You think he just wants a dance? Empty rituals just for show? He wants you to listen to him. Plain listening is the thing. Not staging a lavish religious production. Not doing what God tells you is far worse than fooling around in the occult. Not doing what God tells you is far worse than fooling around in the occult. Getting self-important around God is far worse than making deals with your dead ancestors. Because you said no to God's commands, he says no to your kingship and Saul that day lost his kingship even though he served for many more years. There are, they are a people who don't want correction. Don't want accountability. Don't want counsel. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Who do you think you are? Proverbs ten seventeen. You don't have this. Just listen. Proverbs ten seventeen. He who keeps instruction is in the way of life, but he or she who refuses correction goes astray. Proverbs 12 and 1. Whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he or she who hates correction is muy stupido. It's muy stupido. Muy, 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 stupido. Proverbs 13 and 18. Poverty and shame will come to him who disdains correction, but he or she who regards a rebuke will be honored. Proverbs 15 and 5. A fool despises his father's instruction, but he or she who receives correction is Prudent. Proverbs 15 and 10, harsh discipline is for him or her who forsakes the way and he or she who hates correction will die. Death, death will show up in your heart, your life, your family. Death will be everywhere. Death in many forms. Death, 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 death. (laughs) Hebrews 12 and 6, whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Say it with me. Correction? is not rejection. It's not rejection but so many people have had grown up in dysfunctional families that you are hypersensitive to correction even when it's biblical you, you you're you're, you're I'll never forget this. Uh, this precious young lady was leading worship in our church. And, and uh, when we pastored our church, it was one-fourth white, one-fourth black, one-fourth Asian, one-fourth Latino. I don't know how it happened. We prayed it. We prayed for it. I don't know how it happened. You should have seen our family dinners. Food from the nations. And we, we, we had a white young lady leading worship. And um, she came one Sunday. I told you this story before, but came one Sunday and, and, you know, and she was blessed of the Lord physically. She came one Sunday, tight skirt, little cut top, and she was leading worship. And before we saw her, she was leading worship, right? And so all the brothers were saying, this is the day. <laughs> this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. Woo! I'm gonna rejoice. I'm gonna rejoice and be glad in it and be glad in it. Boom, boom, boom. This is the day. That they were worshiping, not the Lord. <laughs> and so and so we talked to her afterwards, and, and my wife will tell you I was very gracious, very gentle, very ginger. I said, you know, you know, the Lord's blessed you physically, the Lord did it, and, and we applaud that, you know, and and you know, and I, I you know my wife was there, my wife was there with me, my wife was there with me, my wife was there with me. I to applauding by myself, my wife was applauding with me. I'm not stupid. <laughs> You take your wife into that kind of meeting. Hallelujah. Me no muy estupido. Okay. So, so, uh, I said, I said, I said, okay. I said, I said, you know, the Lord has blessed you and, and we honor that. And you, you, you leave worship well and the Lord's presence comes. But, but, you know, today's attire was, was a bit revealing. And so she left out of my office in a huff and a puff. And she said, you offended me and you're harsh and you're legalistic. She left our church. The Lord, the Lord told her to leave our church. (laughs) She came back five years later to her credit. She came back five years later and she repented in tears. She said, I was wrong. I was rebellious. I didn't want to submit. I didn't know I didn't want to submit. There was something in me that was uncorrectable. She said, please forgive me, Pastor Chandler and Pastor China." I honor her. Sometimes you don't know there's something in you that is correction averse. Something's happened to you. But please hear me. The very thing that hurts you has to heal you. If a male authority hurts you, male authority's got to heal you. Female authority can't heal that. If church hurts you, church has got to heal you. If family hurts you, God's going to use family to heal you. The very thing that hurt you is what the Lord must use to heal you. And the Lord's a healer. How many of you know the Lord's a healer? So these these folks hate correction. It's like don't even don't even talk to me. Get out of my face. You know don't don't bring that stuff up to me. Don't tell me what God's saying. I'm doing fine. But self-deception is 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 most problematic because when you're deceived, you don't know you're deceived. If you don't have an allowance of somebody speaking into your life on the regular, on the regular, say on the regular. Somebody speaking in your life some uncomfortable things, some things that are not convenient, then, then you you will think you're okay and you're not. Because God is blessing your business and his money in the bank. You think, oh, the Lord must be blessing me, he must be pleased with me, and it could be the farthest thing from the truth. Father sin. Let me finish. There's in 1 Samuel 15, 23, right there on your page, right there on your page. Refusing to obey is as bad as the sin of sorcery. Being stubborn and doing what you want is like the sin of worshiping idols. Being stubborn and doing what you want is like the sin of worshiping idols. You refuse to obey the Lord's command. So he now refuses to accept you as king. That's what God said to Saul. Number three. There's a presumption and presupposition in all of this. They as they say, there's something stinking about their thinking. Their premises are wrong. Listen listen to verses 12 through 14 on the screen. Therefore, this is what the Holy One of Israel says, because you've rejected this message, relied on oppression, depended on deceit. This sin will become for you like a high wall cracked and bulging that collapses suddenly in an instant. It will break in pieces like pottery shattered so mercilessly that among its pieces, not a fragment will be found for taking coals from a hearth or scooping water out of a cistern. Now, this is a, this is an, a very powerful picture in the Hebrew. It's talking about a wall that you've built in your house. But the construction materials are faulty. The construction materials are inferior. And the workmanship is inferior. But you paint it. You paint it so on the outside it looks like it's solid and stable and steady. But any little old thing will knock that wall down. Any little old pressure will knock that wall down. Any little old wind will knock that wall down. It looks good on the outside. You you are impressing people. They say, what a great wall you built. But in reality, it can't stand up to any pressure. And how many of you know life is full of pressures? It, It will not withstand any pressure. There's no stability. There's no strength. It looks good, but it crumbles under pressure. And even the destruction is so great that there's not even a piece of pottery left to even dip in a, in a well to draw up some water. It's completely worthless. They, they presume some things that are just false. Not doing it God's way never works. Nuka, 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 nuka. For you green goes never, 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 never. <laughs> Number four. Number four. Hallelujah, there's a prescription. Say, thank you, Lord, for the prescription. Thank you, Lord. There is a prescription. God... God paints a picture here of the problem. He talks about their, their their unfortunate position. He talks about their their foolish presumptions, and because it's it's futile, all they've done it was done in futility. They thought they were doing the right thing, but there's a prescription. Verse 15, verse 15 on your on your sheet. Verse 15 in the Amplified Classic. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel. Listen, listen. In returning to me, the King James says, in repentance. In returning to me, the King James says, in repentance. Say repentance. repentance. Say return to him. Return to God. Return to God. Return to God. And, and resting in me. Say rest. rest. So in returning and rest. Say returning, returning. and rest. Resting rest. rest in me, you shall be saved. In quietness and in trusting confidence shall be your strength. But he says to them, but you were not. Now, this is very important. So God says the recipe for, for deliverance, healing, rescue, salvation, that the deliverance for him to get you out of the problem, get you out of the predicament, get you out of the mess, get you out of the hardship, get you out of the obstacles, is for you to learn to repent and return to God. You may have thought you were doing the right thing, but once he confronts you and shows you, oops, my bad, have sense enough to say, Lord, forgive me, I'm coming back to you. I'm coming back to you. The scripture says in, in the book of Acts that unless, unless there's repentance, times of refreshing cannot come. I'm sorry if you were offended by the, the, the notion that you are not perfectly right. I'm sorry if your mother never really chastised you because your father left and, 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 and you know she, like my mother, was, was indulgent of me out of fear that I would like my father more than my mother, her, and I would go want to go live with my daddy. So when she should have said no to me sometimes, she said yes because she was, she knew that she was battling in a popularity contest. And I could easily say, I'm going to live with my daddy. So the time she should have, she should have stuck me and she didn't, didn't help me at all. But it, but in repentance, say repentance, verse 15 on the screen, verse 15 on the screen in repentance and rest is your salvation In quietness and trust is your strength. read it with me in repentance and rest, read it with me in repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. Now, please forgive me, but in the natural, in the natural, please, please pardon my double negative. That don't make no sense. English teachers, please forgive me. There's grace in the house of the Lord. He says the way to get out of this, the way to find victory, the way to receive the favor of the Lord, the way to receive the blessing of God on your life is to repent and rest. Now, all hell is breaking loose. And you're telling me to rest? What? I should do something. I gotta rescue myself. I gotta save myself. That's, that's something I must do. I gotta go do something. Lord, you don't expect me to sit here and just rest. God, my mama didn't raise no fools. What do you mean? I'm supposed to sit here rest. Rest. Be still and know that I'm God. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Lord, how do I do that? Everything in me, everything in me is yelling panic, panic, alarm. Do something to save yourself. And God says, that's what you've been doing. Has that helped? That's what you've been doing. Look at the mess you've made. Look at the mess you've made. Look at the mess you have. You've dug a hole so deep for yourself, you're on your way to China. Under the earth. Repent and rest. Rest. Huh? And you shall be saved. Rest. Yeah, you shall be saved. Repent of your self-will. Repent of your self-life. Repent of your independence. Repent of your self-decisions. Re- re- repent of your self-interests and rest. But Lord is getting worse. Rest. Lord is getting worse. Rest. Lord, I'm scared. <clears throat> rest. Lord Lord Oh Lord Lord oh, Lord Lord Oh Lord Rest Rest say it with me Oh Lord Rest say, Lord Where where, where is he? Come here! Come here! Come here! No! 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 Come here! Come here! You come here! Come up here! Come here! Come up! Come up here! Come up here! Come up here! Denver! Yeah! Come up here! Come on! Come on! Say it! Oh! Come on! Come on! Say it! Say it! Say it! Stork drop you off at the right wrong family. (laughs) I, I wanted my wife to hear you do that. I told her. I told her. I told her. Now she's blessed. Still rest. You shall be saved. How many of you want to be saved? How many of you want to be saved? This is real. This is real. God really had to deal with me with this verse. This verse, he etched into my spirit. How many of you want to be saved? Then you got to learn how to repent and rest. In him. Say in him. him. And then, and then he says in quiet. Say quiet. quiet. Oh, my Lord, quiet. Oh, Jesus, help us. Quiet. Come with us. Quiet. Quiet where? On the inside, because some of us are too noisy. You're noisy. You're noisy. You're noisy. You're, you're speaking in tongues, you're noisy. You run around the building on the inside, you're noisy. You say yes to the preacher, you're noisy. I'm not saying don't say yes, but stop the noise, stop the noise, stop the noise. There's so many. if God would to put a microphone to your soul, it would be on the outside you sing it, be still and no. on the inside, Noise, 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 noise. All you know is noise on the inside. No wonder you can't hear from God. There's too much noise. What happened for my wife and I, when we first married, we went to a church and, and they, held, they held meetings on Saturday and, and we had to sit in the silence for eight hours. I thought I was dying. Sit in the silence for eight hours. No music. Be quiet. Learn how to still and quiet your soul. Psalm 131. Learn how to still and quiet your soul. Learn how to tell your soul, shut up, shut up. You're not the boss of me. You're not my Lord's soul. Your fears, your fears are not my Lord. Your stinking thinking's not my Lord. Lord. I serve Jesus and I'm commanding you to be still and know that He is God. I'm commanding you to silence so. And I, it was hard for me. Oh, Jesus. For the first three hours, all I heard was noise. Ah, ah, ooh, ah. You did do this. Oh, come on. To take out your paper. You need to do this today. Do that today. Do this today. Do okay. God give me direct. All this noise, noise, noise. The fourth hour finally the silence started to come to where I could just hear God on the inside. The Catholics have days of silence. They go to the monastery, they go up to retreat site, and there's no one talks. The monks say nothing because they know the danger of noise in the soul. And we Pentecostals don't practice that discipline. Everything we do is noisy. Now, what we had church today, maybe, maybe not. Might have just been noise. What would happen if we came in here and God said, Austin, play nothing. Sheldon, don't you hit up, don't you hit one stick on those drums. Worship team, quiet. You ought to be looking around saying, Bishop, do something. They've lost their minds. Bishop, lead. Bishop, we pay you to lead, Bishop. He is leading. in the silence because if you don't train your soul to be quiet your will, your emotions your mind to be quiet it will run you it will run you it will be the boss of you you will panic and flee and run and jump and make the worst decisions in your life and you'll be trying to dig yourself out of it and it will be more sin more sin until you learn how to be quiet. Say quiet. quiet. And trust. And trust. Be, and quietness and trust is your strength. Get still and say, God, if you don't show up, I'm still going to trust you. That's where my wife and I live living now. Lord, we're trusting you. We're trusting you. We're trusting you. Come here, sweetheart. I mean, and, and, what's, and what, see, the devil's in trouble because we're in agreement. We're in agreement. We're in agreement. We both we both are here. We're not moving until Jesus says move. I used to have, feel so much pressure. I used to be a puppet for people. I used to need people's approval. I need people to like me because I wasn't still in my spirit. I wasn't. I wasn't still. I wasn't trusting the Lord. I was trusting you. I needed you to like me and invite me back. No more. No más en el nombre de Jesús. No más. No más. Gloria a Dios. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> I don't know what language I'm speaking. I feel I feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> okay. And closing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Listen, listen, this, this, this is real. This is real. we're going to pray in just a few minutes. This is real. I'll give you the other answers real fast, but this is real. You've got to learn how to, and it's a process. It's a, it's a journey to learn how to repent, have enough humility to repent. Say I was wrong. I'm, I, I'm living a self life. I'm, I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this for me and for you, Lord, but it's too much for me. But God, I I repent. I am returned to you, to you. And Lord, I'm going to rest. I don't know how to do it, but you teach me how to rest, Lord, because I'm sick of disasters. Mm. Who's sick of disasters? Mm. I'm sick of it, God. Mm. And Lord, you're promising me that if I'll return to you and and rest, and if I'll just learn how to get quiet in my spirit Mm. and to trust you, you will be my way out so thank you sweetheart so this is this is the deal this thank you thank you verse 16 on the screen you said no we will flee on horses therefore you will flee you said we will ride off on swift horses therefore your pursuers will be flee. it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse a thousand will flee at the threat of one and threat of five. You will all flee away till you are left like a flagship on a mountaintop, like a banner on a hill. It just gets worse and worse and worse. So the prescription is to repent, rest, get quiet, trust. And the price is to, re- is to repent, rest, and get quiet and trust. And the Lord will bring you out. On your, on your handout, on your handout, there is the contemporary English version of Isaiah 30, 15. Same verse, same verse on your handout. The holy God of Israel had, had told of you, I will keep you safe if you turn back to me and calm down. Tell the person next to you, would you calm down? Calm down. Tell, tell them, calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Tell them like you love them. Calm down. Calm down. Tranquilo. Tranquila. He says, I'll make you strong if you quietly trust me. All right. Then there's Psalm 18 and 30 real fast. I'm just going to point this out to you and we're going to move into prayer. Psalm 18 and 30 on your sheet. uh, Psalm 18 and 30. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tested and tried. He is a shield to all those who take refuge and put their trust in him. Same message through David. Same, Same message. Three things. Look at this. His word is perfect. Excuse me, rather, his way is perfect. His word is proven. His will is protection. Say it with me. His way is perfect. His word is proven. His will is protection. Notice the sentence underneath. Read it with me. out loud. the sentence underneath me. The Lord is only obligated to protect those who wholly put their trust in him. Don't say, Lord, where are you? and you're doing your own thing don't say Lord, Lord, Lord and get up and still do what you want to do that's why tears at the altar sometimes mean absolutely nothing cause you're gonna leave here cry like a baby and the whole time you're saying no Lord, no Lord, no Lord I'm not Lord, no Lord No, Lord. Hallelujah. (laughs) That's all you're doing is rebelling in tears. Rebellious tears. Because you're so scared. And you're so scared. And you're so, you feel so unprotected. God is your protector. And if he's not protecting you, you have no one. Only the Lord saves. But the Lord promised. He gave a word in the first service. The Lord said he's sending fire today to burn that kind of stuff out of you. He's, it's got to be a sovereign work of the Holy Ghost. His way is perfect. Your way is not. His word is proven. Your word is not. That ought to be obvious. His will is protection. The Lord is only obligated. I'm sorry to tell you, but I'm glad to tell you. The Lord's only obligated to protect you when you, when you obey him. I'm sorry you go to a church, where they don't tell you that. They tell you, well, you know, do these five steps and you're going to be blessed. And all's going to be well. I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tell them I said it. Take this recording to them. Somebody needs to tell you. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Somebody's got to tell you, 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 somebody's got to tell you. Read 2 Chronicles 16 and 9 later, the verses there. Number five, the promise and the provision. We read this already, but let's read it again up on the screen. These, are the, these words are awesome, and, and then we're going to, we're stopping. These words are awesome because this is such good news. Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he will rise up to show you compassion, for the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. Look at this, look at this. People of Zion who live in Jerusalem, who live in Cambridge and the surrounding parts. Listen, you will weep no more. (laughs) How gracious he will be when you cry for help. As soon as he hears you, he's going to come a running to answer you. Although the Lord gave you the bread of adversity, the water of affliction, yeah, you, you've been through it. And your teachers were hidden, will be hidden no more though. With their own eyes, you will see the direction and the instruction of the Lord. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears were here, were a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. God is going to give you direction. He's going to be there for you. You're going to know exactly where to be. Exactly. I'm happy. I don't know if you are. I'm happy about this. Your steps will be ordered of the Lord. Your steps will be guarded by the Lord. The Lord will get you in the right place. Verse 22, then you will desecrate your idols. What is the first letter in the word idols? Idols. Let that preach. Selah. Then you would desecrate your idols. You trust in your money, trust in your position, trust in your company, trust in your job, trust in your wife, trust in your husband. The Lord is sick of your idols. You trust in your children. What are you living for? I'm living for my children. What? What? You better be living for the Lord. Because if your children get wind of that, they're going to run you. They are masters. Then you would desecrate your idols. Overlaid with silver, your images covered with gold, and you will throw them away. Don't throw your children away, or your husband or wife. I knew you were an idol in my life. I knew. I knew it in my life. Pastor Chandler confirmed. Him. The Lord was in the church today. Ah! No, the husband you have, he is now the will of God. Blessed be the name. He's cheaper to keep her. <laughs> that's a word from the Lord for somebody. That's a, that's a cheaper to keep her. Cheaper. Somebody just got set free. I tell you, that's set free. It's cheaper to keep her. You will throw them away like a minstrel cloth and say to them, "Away, away with you!" Listen, he will also send you rain for your seed. Who needs some rain for your seed? Hallelujah! That you sow on the ground and the food that comes from the land will be rich and plentiful. In the day, your cattle will graze in broad meadows. Somebody say, "Hallelujah!" Oh, That's good stuff. That's good. What a promise and all you had to do was learn how to repent and rest and get quiet and calm down And look at God doing all that for you Hallelujah Hallelujah Say it with me repent rest Calm down Trust in him say it with repent Rest in him Calm down Trust him. Now, you've got some verses down there, but well, let's stop here. Because it's, 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 come, it's a come-to-Jesus moment. Because we have some very, very gifted people in this building, very, very smart, very, very skilled, skillful, graced, And uh, would you bow your heads? And, and see, this, this is, this is the problem with all of that, is that it can become self-worship and you don't know your worshiping self. You don't know it's become your trust and confidence, your security. You don't know that it's become the thing that you trust in. You don't, you don't even know it. But God is crying out to you saying, I, I'm waiting, and you can read the reasons why. You can read the reason at the bottom why he's waiting, but he's waiting. He's waiting so he can be kind to you. He's not here to beat you up. He just wants to show you his favor. That's what's in his heart. He's waiting so he will teach you how to wait. He's, God models waiting. God, look, God's waiting. God's waiting until you learn how to wait until God is waiting. Imagine if God can wait on his plan how can your plan be greater than his God waits so he can be gracious to you